You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hey, a great guest today, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Here's the deal. She's never done a podcast. She's uh, never opened up like she opened up on the show. And I was really surprised. And I've known her for a while, but um, she talks about everything so openly. She was so nervous, Rob, that she wouldn't. She didn't want to do the show. She didn't want to do the podcast. She for for months she kept saying, "I can't, I can't. I just, I don't, I don't know. People don't want to listen to me. People don't want to." I'm like, "Yeah, they do." Yeah, she said she woke up what at two thirty in the morning the the night before. Yeah, I don't remember the exact time, but she woke it's, up. It was two thirty. I remember. Okay, I'm glad you remember that. But she, yeah, she woke up and she had a panic attack, which we'll talk about. And she was like, you know, I had a panic attack that you were going to talk about my mother who. She passed away in 2012, and uh, I remember we were supposed to work together, and that project didn't work out, and uh, we became friends, and then I remember that her mother passed, and it, it's, it's, it was horrific, and uh, she tells the whole story, and um, I love this episode. This is probably my favorite episode to date. Is It's because it was so raw and real and um, teary and... She just, I remember her texts afterward, Rob. You remember that? I told you. Yeah. I was really touched by it because, you know, when you do these interviews, you're just hoping that, um, it means as much to them as it, yeah. You hope, you. Yeah. Well, you, you hope that they didn't, they're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said this or I didn't do this. And she wasn't like that. She was just so sweet. Like, you're in my heart forever. I'm here for you 24 7. What you gave me today is the deepest and purest gift I have received in a long time. I feel changed by our conversation in such a real way. Thank you. And uh, again, I was practically in tears. I just found that to be so moving that I felt like we helped each other. And you even opened up, Rob. Do you remember? A little bit. You did open up. We're going to hear it today. Um, Let's get inside Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You. Michael Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, don't you like to listen to yourself? I can't believe you, you just invited me. me to do this. <laughs> no, I don't. You, you can't what? I don't like to listen to myself. You don't, do you not? You have a really nice, no. uh, what's the word, Rob? Voice? Oh, no, so, that's yeah, not the word I tone? was thinking of voice but there's a tonality a cadence maybe a cadence cadence. maybe a shoulder is killing me you poor thing you have a broken heart and a broken shoulder why'd you bring the broken heart up sorry i I don't have a broken heart though i'm actually i'm not upset about it at all i'm just upset how it went down thank you jennifer love hewitt for (laughs) allowing me to be inside of you although i think you tried to get inside of me just now you know what i did Why'd you do that? I told you some confidential information. <laughs> Within five minutes, you, you already tell it. I was checking in on your well-being. I appreciated it. I yeah, appreciate it. You have a it. weird shoulder thing going. Yeah, well, I slept on it wrong. I'm not kidding. And so it's up. It's high up. It's like I'm almost like going, hey, what's up with my shoulder? Yeah. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Like one side of you is at a dance club and yeah, the you, other's not. You called me out on it. Yeah. Rob, do you know Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yep. Have, you, have you heard of this woman? Are you attracted to her? <laughs> Rob's married. He's 28 years old as a kid. He's yeah. Well, 29. And he's apparently not attracted to me because he couldn't answer the questions. No, he's shy. And uh-huh. doesn't want Natalie yeah. to listen and go, oh my God, you're attracted to her? What the... F-? Right? Yeah. Like, Do you yeah. curse on your podcast? Yeah. You saw that I said... <laughs> and I didn't say... You can say... I try... Here's the thing. I think swearing... Yeah. I, I swear. I you, swear. You swear? <laughs> I swear. Do you swear? J, JL? <laughs> what do they call you? Do you swears? Jennifer Love? J Love? Whatever you want to call me. Um, you know, I do swear, 
But then okay. I listen back if I ever listen to the podcast and I go, oh, you know what? Why do you have to swear so much? Just don't swear. You don't have to be a swearer. Yeah. So I try not to say fucking shit as much as like right. you know, I can. Are you a swearer? I feel like when I'm away from my children, I swear more because I can. How old are they? Four and uh, going to be three. Four and three. Have they said a bad word yet? Are they speaking? Yes, my daughter has said the F word a couple of times. How did it come out? Um, how did it come out exactly? I think I she dropped something on the ground. Like she dropped toys on the ground and she went, oh, fuck. Like that. So she used it in the right way. How did you? <laughs> and I felt did, proud about that. How did you and not, not laugh? So proud that how did she you said, not laugh? I did laugh. I ran into the other room and actually laughed. And then I came back out and was like, what did you say, babe? And then she didn't say it again. And so we never talked about Where it. Where did she learn that? I'm not sure. Are you the F-bomber or is your husband the F-bomber? I'm going to say that maybe we both drop it sometimes you both like drop it's hot. It. Mm-hmm. You, I think since I met you, by, by the way, where did we meet? Um, we met at, uh, what's the restaurant? Um, Pache. Pache. Correct. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. We met that, for a director's meeting on a movie that you were going to direct and, and I was uh, meeting you. Right. And I, uh, you agreed to do the movie. And I flew to uh, uh, Pennsylvania to uh, start prep. I was two weeks in, yeah. and uh, half the money went away. As we right. know, in independent films, this happens, and it broke my heart. And then I wasn't able to work with you. Yeah. And, and you really, never hired me again after that. Which well, is no, I, I did one movie, and I'm, I'm going to direct. Believe me, I'm, I want to hire you. I'm still I waiting. I want to work with you. If you're waiting, then I'm writing. Great. I'm writing right now. Well, then you're talking it to was me and not writing. It was such a fun movie. I mean, it would have it been was me, a fun movie. you, John Heater, Nick Swartz, and Colin Hanks, I Seth mean, Green, uh, just a bunch of fun people. And it was a road trip kind of comedy. And I, it broke my heart. I, I tell you, I was really depressed about that. But me too. Yeah. But then you, your life just completely changed after you met me. That I have a propensity when I go hang out with someone or I meet someone, they get lucky and their life just changes for the good. What is that called? Like the good luck Chuck? Good luck Chuck. Is that yeah. what it is? There was a movie with Jessica How'd it do? I think it did pretty good. Yeah, it did it? Did you see it? I did, yeah. Rob, did you see it? Uh... Yeah, I saw it. Did you like it? Sure. Rob's a man of many words. He is, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yes, you, it seems like after that, you know what? We can, we'll get into that. We'll get into the, the what you know because obviously you have a family. I feel like you've always wanted a family. I have. Yeah. You're a, you're someone who's always wanted children, wanted to, to just be in love and be happy. It's easier said than done. Oh, truly. And sometimes you're just like you know. I think we, you know, I force the issue as I get older. I try to. I want to be in love so bad that I'm. I let flaws, major red flags, go by that normally if I was 30 years old, yeah. I'd say fuck off yeah and now i'm like oh that's fine do you want to be a dad i, I you know i think look, you'd be a great dad look everybody says that but uh you know i do want to be a dad but i gotta get the shoulder fixed um <laughs> you some, couldn't even hold your baby I, right now i can't even hold the baby right yeah. now and my some, shoulder was like that for two years after breastfeeding my kids really yeah uh-huh oh my god yeah were you breastfeeding someone last night? No, I wasn't <laughs> breastfeeding. I was okay. just sleeping. Okay. It was a real, you know, what were was you a doing? Good I'm going to go to the doctor. What, what happened to you? Well, I was sleeping. I was sleeping. And um, yeah, I'm getting older. I don't know. I just don't know if I, do you ever get those days where you're, you're not even 40 yet. So, you know, but I am, I'm 45. I'll be 46. That's crazy. What's crazy? You look great. Well, I'm tired. Well, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> You're like, don't talk me to me about tired because you have kids and you have a husband. Yeah, I'm exhausted, but no, but I I can't believe you're that old. <laughs> I must just spit coffee all over my couch. When did that happen? I don't know, man. You but were so I, much younger when we met. Anyway. Can we add music to that silence? 
Ralph, this is a we, nice do this, room. we do this in post. It is a nice room, isn't it? it? Is. I turn it, it was a garage. Uh huh. You're pretty much in my garage. Garage. Jay Love. Garage and, or uh, garage? Uh, I'm from Indiana. We say garage. Yeah. What do you say? I say garage. Garage. What are because you French? I feel like it gives a little woo woo to it. Garage. Garage. Yeah. Rob. Garage. Rob's not even on a mic now. He's taking pictures. I can't he ask him questions. Say anything. Well, he's not supposed to. Why not? <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> what hair gel do you this, use? He, he this calls this the uh, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> um, what do you put in there? He's very hip. He's a hipster. I know. Aveda. I like it. Wait, did you say tomato? Yeah, tomato. Aveda. Aveda. Oh, Aveda. I thought you said tomato. You know, Rob started got me into this to do a podcast, and uh, at you, first Rob. I was like, you know, I said it was my idea. I'm going to say I said it was my idea to have Rob have a mic. Okay. And he said uh, okay. And at first, you know, the few first few episodes, I didn't include Rob. I just didn't feel like it was necessary. Rob isn't an actor. I didn't think it. And then I realized he's actually genuine and real and funny. And so I started including him, and he's 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 my favorite part of the show now. That's so nice of you to be inclusive. How did you come up with the name? Inside Michael of Rosenbaum. You? Oh, because <laughs> it's it's amazing. By the way, do you like it? I do. Um, you know, we just sat here for a long time. We're like, what what's good? It's like, well, what am I doing? I'm getting inside of someone. Yeah. But also, it's inside of me. Yeah. Like this this I, I you know I talk about this a lot, but it's it's therapy for me and the yeah. audience and and you. This will become hopefully therapy for you. You were scared to come. I on need the show. therapy. I was scared to come on the show. Why were you scared? Well, I mean, I don't often get emails where you know someone says, "Come over to my house. I want to be inside of you." Was um, that the exact email? <laughs> that wasn't exactly what I said. No, it wasn't. But it could have been. No, it wasn't. Um, no, I just felt I don't know. I I I I don't know that I have a lot to say that's interesting to people. A and B. What? Um, I don't know. It's it's felt scary, but I'm here. Have you done a podcast? Never. This is your first podcast. This is the first podcast. Rob, do you hear this? Do I get a prize? Even last night, I sent a picture and I was like, what picture should I send? But I, I posted a the picture. That, that you, yeah, but that you put on, yeah. that you posted. So I figured you wouldn't yell at me for that because you had posted it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you're easy going. You don't give a shit. But like yeah. the response was like tons of questions and people were so excited. People love you. That's so nice. That's really nice. I mean, look, I, I, we'll get in, we're going to get into this because I, I, I don't want to start at the end. Okay. I want to start. Start at the wherever beginning. you want. So Waco, Texas. Yeah. Let's go back to Waco. In the garage. In the garage. Were you a, a good kid? I was. You were. I was. Yeah. I mean, I was working from a very young age, so I had a lot of. How did that start in Waco, Texas? Though, how do you start working in Waco? Well. I was a part of like a dance troupe at this place called Tina's, which was like a dance studio. And I was singing. Somebody heard that and invited me to perform at a livestock what show. What song was it? Uh, Whitney Houston's Greatest Love of All. And they invited me to sing at a livestock show. So they essentially like cleaned out the pig barn. And then I stood in the middle in like a little outfit that my mom made for me and sang this song. And then I did a dance with like the dance troupe. How many people were there? I don't even know. But it seemed like thousands of people. It was probably like nervous? 100 farmers. I have no idea. Oh, no, not at all. I felt like my life had started. Like I was so excited to just get out there and like perform for people. So there was a scout who was like, I don't know why he was there, but he was there and he chose me and the dancers from this troupe to go to Russia and represent the United States as a goodwill ambassador and perform at communist youth camps. Go to Russia? You're in Waco. Someone discovers you yeah. in Waco, Texas? It was really crazy. And so we went and they taught me like some Russian and they taught me sign language and I like did all of this prep. I'm eight years old. And well, you, you must have been a really smart kid. 
I mean, I, I, I was dumb. never felt smart. At least my dad told me I was dumb. Aw. Yeah, but you know what? He was right. No, 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 he wasn't. I'm, not, I'm witty. You're very witty. Witty, witty is I better. Think I think witty is smart. Well, witty's a, you know some my psychologist therapist told me that witty is a, is a you know if you're witty it, it is a sign of intelligence. See, I couldn't even get the sentence. Obviously, it's not a sign of intelligence. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I just always used my wit or my trying to be funny or charming to be to compensate overcompensate for uh, intelligence. But then he yeah, said, "Me too." That, well, except I'm not necessarily charming or witty but i've used oh, yeah, uh, but i try are. to i disguise how you know not book smart i am so you go to russia yeah and you kick ass yeah it was great it was amazing she was great look at her she's so cute eight <laughs> years old she does sign language wait i think she told me to fuck off <laughs> what the fuck was this i it was really a wild experience it was amazing we had a great time the most exciting thing for me there at that moment was a baskin robbins that i found like seven days into the trip and i was just so excited that there was the baskin robbins in russia that's like what i remember the most because i was eight and we came home and there was like news footage about this little girl and these people who had gone to whatever and an agent saw it and, you know, our manager saw it and said, why don't you come to LA? Uh, At eight years old. Well, it actually took a while. So I came, to, I arrived into LA on my 10th birthday. So it took a while for like everything to kind of- Was your mom like the, uh, you know, because you hear about these different moms who were like just stage like- stage moms. Stage moms. Yeah. Was your mom a stage mom? No, my mom was actually terrified of the whole concept of me coming to LA and doing this thing, but she knew that it was something I really want. Like, I can, you honest, wanted to I do can this. honestly say I was driving the She train. wasn't like, pushing. No, you were pushing. she wasn't. She wasn't at all. I mean, she loved it once we got into it and everything of was course. Going, she was, you know, loved it. But no, she didn't push me when I was a kid at all. It was really something that I wanted to do. And she, I mean, she had a life and she like gave it all up essentially for me to see if there could be something here. Now, your parents broke up at a young age. They uh, did, yeah. Early in your, like, yeah. you, you were like two? My mom and my dad when I was like six weeks old, and then my stepdad and my mom when I was 11. The, you know, that has to affect you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, abandonment issues, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, like total. lots of therapy. Yeah, I, and, and I didn't grow up in a house where I was allowed to do therapy, so mm. I didn't grow up with a family who, like, necessarily believed in it. So my therapy was acting. And I was really, really grateful for it because I just got to be someone else. And but you got I to get could, it out of your own skin. Yeah, but I could put my own issues into that person's life, and so essentially, I was myself. But I just got to be someone else, and 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 it really helped me. You liked being your on stage persona. I did more than that's more than that's myself. how I felt. Yeah, I, really I felt did. in high school when I did a play. I'm like, it's better to be on stage than be me. Yeah, I feel more comfortable. Yeah, even today. Honestly, if I'm being dead honest, I don't think until I was probably 25 did I ever really get to know myself more than somebody that I was playing. I'm getting to know myself now. I think yeah. probably in the last 10 years, five years, yeah. really, I'm doing – yeah, I'm, we'll get into it that. It took me a long time. Did you, now, your dad, did you ever talk to your, your biological father? Um, we were in contact up until about 10 – between like 10 and 12, he sort of – He sort of vanished. Um, did he try to come back once you got really successful? No, not in like that way. I think there was always just sort of like, are we going to be in each other's lives? Are we not going to be in each other's lives kind of thing? Um, and qu quite honestly, my mom did such an amazing job of being both parents for me. And my big brother was like a dad Todd. to me. Yeah. And so like, I never felt that I missed anything. I think now in my life, I go, wow, there's definitely like, there probably are some things that I miss not having a dad around or some things that maybe I would have done differently if I kind of had guidance in that way. Sure. And I would never want that for my daughter at all. But 
I didn't feel that way when it was happening, you know? And you I just probably didn't. became completely independent, like so independent yeah. that you probably were like, I don't need anybody. Yeah. I and felt I, like that's probably, was that, was that how your mom was? Like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to deal with this. I, I'm good on my own. Yeah. My mom is very much that way. And then, and I think my mom and I definitely went through things of like codependency in our relationship because we didn't have anybody else to sort of turn to, Yeah, you know, which I didn't also realize until later, um, which maybe were healthy at times and unhealthy at other times. <laughs> did you, yeah. Did you feel like she, you like, like you needed her approval when you dated guys? Oh yeah, absolutely. Isn't that something? Yeah. Like I, you know, you want them to like the person. You do. And now I want to date a girl that's the opposite of my mother. <laughs> the opposite. If yeah. my mother hates her, this woman has, is the right one. How's that going for you? Not good now. Okay. But I, right. tr- I've tried. Wow. Did you see how she turned on me like that, Rob? <laughs> I did. Look, I'm trying. I'm a fucking work in progress. And I'm like, every morning I wake up and I'm like, I just want to, I got to figure it out. I'm, and I, I'm, I'm really working hard. But I'm telling you, sometimes it just, sometimes I feel great. I feel like, you know, nothing can stop me. And then sometimes, you know, it's just, it, boom, something happens. That's life, though. Your shoulder goes out of place on a bad Cause, sleep. Because you just sleep. You know, a yeah. girl that you've been dating writes horrible emails to you. You're a hard sleeper. I'm a hard sleeper. Do people know that you got, you, you like, are you having a broken heart since nope, yesterday? Moving on. <clears throat> Rob. Okay. No, there's not a broken heart. It's not a broken heart. I'm, I, let's, anyway, let's go. Are you b- listening to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill and eating lots of no, chocolate? No, what I'm listening to, here's, get ready for a touche. I'm listening to Bare Naked. Oh, let's what not. You make it. I like that song, by the way. That's really nice. That's your song that hit the charts in yeah, what, 2002? I'm not sure. I know this is, this Tom, is the thing about me. I know ahead. nothing about time. I couldn't tell you what year anything happened. Really? Is that crazy? Like, I honestly don't know. I bet you that's I'm like, not that true. happened What whenever. year was your, uh, was your, it was Autumn Born? Well, 2013. Okay, so you knew that. Yeah. Wait, is that, that's five, because she's five. Yeah, she's going to be five. Yeah. Okay, so your mom, you guys yeah. take off the the guy, the, the first guy's out of the picture. Yeah. By the time you're moving to LA, he's pretty much out of the picture. Your biological yes. father's gone. Yeah. And you haven't talked to him since? No, I mean, again, like through the years, sporadically, we, we've sort of talked, but not not really. Do you have any kind of like feeling for him or is this kind of like, did it kind of like, is uh, it hard to just... I have gratitude for the fact that I am, that we're a part of each other and that he like, you know, brought me on the planet, but I don't know him. So I don't have, like, and you need, don't I don't need have to like, a draw, like a drawing feeling to him now. Right. Cause I always wonder like that if someone, you know, cause a lot of people that are listening, I'm sure yeah. have someone who left them at a young age and they're like, Hey, do you still think about them? Do you still want to have a relationship? Or at such a young age when he left, you didn't know him. You grew up away from yeah. him. So he became sort of a stranger. Yeah. And Every- then he was like a stranger who had your bloodline. Right. There's more of that feeling. Yeah. Right. It sounds sad. No, it's not sad. It's sort of but, a reality. Yeah. Sometimes you have to go, hey, let's not make this more than it is. Right. And right. you do because I do because I'm a Jew and I always think I have a guilt and I'm like, oh my God, you know, my, you know, I start thinking of all the things I need to do and it's my, you know, what, what if I reach out? I'm like, it's not your fault. You don't have to reach out when someone, let someone else reach out. Yeah. Inside of you is brought to you by Factor. I love Factor meals, Ryan. Do you know this? Yes. Why do you know this? Because I've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some. And you've had them. And I've had them. And you love them. I do. Because I asked you every time. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because 
They have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. It's two minutes to cook this stuff. You always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle. And I think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles. Um, yeah, you can crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, inside of you online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you want to add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15, and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro. And Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. You're a giver. 
I am a giver. You're, the, you're one of the biggest givers I've ever known. That's so nice. Thank well, you. Well, it is. I just noticed that about you. It's just like you give and you give and you a lot of times get hurt Yeah. in the past of that. I've, I've known you just – and I don't even know you that well, but I feel like I do. Yeah. That you just – you're one of those people who are like, I'm going to do everything for you and then you don't even ask that much. And when they can't do the littlest thing, it's it makes it – it yeah. just makes things go bad yeah. fast. Yeah. Like – you can't even do this for me. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> I bought you life. a car. <laughs> you can't pick me up in it. You fucking I asshole. Know. But I know. Am I right? Um, yeah. No. Totally. I mean, that's me. In a, to a T, that is me. And, but I, I will say that I think I've gotten to the place now where I have realized that part of that is my issue because you can't give to people expecting to get back what you give, right? Like the the true art of real giving is to give it out, whether it's emotionally or physically or mentally or spiritually, to give it out and then expect zero in return. That's like ultimate giving. Rob, are you writing this down? You know? And so I've tried to like get there, I think, in I, my I life. Think and it makes me happier that way. That's beautiful. And I think that's how I really try to live my life. I'm like, listen, I will give you – you could stay at my house. You, you know, I'll take you to – I don't want anything in return. Just – be a friend. Yeah, Love me unconditionally decency. and don't yeah. fuck me over. Exactly. Exactly. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Kindness is. Kindness. Wow. So Love you... me some kindness. <laughs> decency. Right. Yeah. Just any of that stuff is Give good. Me love, 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 love. Crazy <laughs> love. That's what I just had. Um, oh, let's not get into that. I so like you, you moved to Waco or moved to LA after yeah. Waco. Uh-huh. Yep. And you're like 11, 12. Yeah, I arrived on my 10th birthday. And what what happens in LA? Where do you move? Where do you live? Well, I lived at the Oakwood Apartments. Who which, doesn't? Who, everyone lives there. Tell them about Oakwood's, uh, the Oakwood Apartments. Oakwood Apartments is crazy. So when I lived there, it was Elijah Wood, Neil Patrick Harris. And how old are these guys? I don't even remember. Johnny Galucky, um, who I love. Um, Erica Strada. <laughs> oh, my God. And this is just like a little apartment, cheap apartment yeah, complex yeah. off like Barham or – Yeah, it's on Barham. On Barham. And it's like – it's not ugly. It's just like where everybody stays it's and they move just here. just where they go. But for us, we were like in a – like a real broken down Buick, like driving from Texas. And we left the Holiday Inn that's like right there in the 405 in Sunset. And it was the first – like one of the very first things we found was the Oakwood. We were like, okay, Barham, like we'll – Okay, well, we've heard of that. Fine, we'll go. and there was an apartment building, so that's just where we you went. You said Barham. Barham. Oh, that's Barham. Is it Barham? What is it, Rob? I don't. I know. always called it Barham. Barham. <laughs> Barham. Barham. Barham and Garage. I think it's Bar Barham. <laughs> Bar- yeah, I made a left on Barham. <laughs> Maybe that was apartments. my Texas. It's Barham. I think it's. To Bar- me. I mean, you might be right. I want it to be Barham. Okay, so Barham. It's my story. So okay, so Barham. <laughs> what was your apartment number? Can you give that to me? Can what? you give me Barham? I'll give you Barham. Thank you so much. Giver. You know what? I appreciate that. Uh, what, what apartment number? Uh, I want to know where you live. T106. T106, Building folks. T106. Oakwood. 106. I feel bad because now they're, someone's going to go. Somebody's going to go. Oh, my God. Jennifer, love you. <laughs> they're like, fuck off. They're going to be like, who on Barham? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you mean the one on Barham? Um, yeah. So I was there and I went... I met like all of these record companies trying to be a singer, but it was before like music contests where 10 year olds could win things and Hanson and you know, all those things. So they were like, yeah, you're just too young, sweet, cute, have a decent voice, but too young. So, so you were no, rejected. I was totally rejected. Um, did you cry? I did not. Were you, were you not I, emotional? No, I was very confident as a kid cocky i would even say and mm. i i more took it like what's wrong with them like why don't they get what's happening here 
I lost that later in life, but that's how I was as a kid. And so I was getting ready to leave and they sent me on an audition for Kids Incorporated. How did the song go for Kids Incorporated? Kids Incorporated. K-I-D-S. Rob, did Um, you watch that? You're too young. Jesus Christ. You're a baby. He's Spencer's age. You're too young. Um, Spencer's your assistant. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Anyway, so I went on this audition with 5,000 other girls. And I was like, I don't even know what this is. I'm from Texas. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. And they're like, you're just going to go in and pretend to be like your favorite character from TV. So I was like, okay, I love Punky Brewster and I love Full House. So I could, I could go like Stephanie Tanner or I could go Punky. And I like, this was my big decision of the day. Yeah. 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 So I went in and I just, I just was talking to Jodi Sweetin um, on Instagram like a few months ago. And I told her, I was like, I owe you part of my career because I decided to say, how rude like that is the thing and they they died laughing they thought it was funny i sang a song got down to 40 girls 20 girls 10 girls five girls two girls i did not get the job money was Uh, up time to go back to la we hawked my mom's engagement ring to come to la for just like one month to give it a try was that ring worth i mean not much maybe a thousand maybe yeah so we left we were getting ready to leave we were at yum yum donuts on la cienega boulevard Dude, and I know Yum Yums. I make a right there to get the on Crescent Heights off La Siena. Yeah. to take it up to the And it's still there. Isn't yum it still Yum. There? Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, what's the what's the road? Highland. Isn't no, it there's Highland? a street called uh, Yuckle? Yucky? <laughs> Yucca. So I had a pager and they um they paged me and said that the girl that they hired for Kids Incorporated could actually only sing one song and did I want the job? And they gave it to me and we I started making money and we went home and we got the apartment back and I've been here ever since. Where's that girl now that only sang I have no song? idea. Do you remember her name? I don't. I don't. But but you got the part. But God bless you. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. And the first thing that I did with my paycheck, I got in trouble with my mom. I made $300 and I thought I was like being baller and I went and bought $300 worth of ramen noodles without asking my mom and used all of our money for ramen oh my god that's amazing (laughs) so you got the part and you were on that show for like four years yeah was it good money I mean, it was, I don't even, for actually, you. I, I have mean, no idea. You know, apartments off bar, Yeah, man. for me, we were paying rent. I was living life. I was doing great. I was doing Barbie commercials. Now that's where, on the, my big, off time. That's where the big money came, right? Oh, yeah. I was, a, I was a Barbie girl for like two years. It was awesome. By the way, wow. let's go back to Oakwood. Yeah, okay. Did you mess around with any of these guys I there at a young age? Did I you did kiss, not. uh... No. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, was he there? I did not. He was there. That's so weird. Yeah. I just said that. No, but I he taught Elijah Wood how to roller skate. Did you really? Just one day. Was he a nice boy? So sweet. He was sweet. Yeah. Big, and Johnny Galecki was the best. Johnny Galecki is a nice guy. Johnny Galecki, I have to say, was there for me during like when my mom and stepdad separated, like the day that that happened. And I was just like a mess of a human being oh. at 11 years old. He came and comforted me and, and sat with me in our apartment. And I'll just never forget it. He's like one of the greatest people I've ever met. You grew up incredibly fast. I did. Like I had a childhood. I grew up in Indiana. I mean, I had some dysfunction, but... You know, I I went to high school and I graduated barely and I went to college in Kentucky and I studied theater and then I moved to New York and I had like a gradual sort of like I had no success, little success, little more, little less, uh, got a big show, then a little less. But you sort of like really didn't have a childhood. You were always working. Always, yeah. Do you think that had an effect on you for a while? Like, wow, I just, I feel like I didn't have a chance to grow up really because I was. 
Well, I definitely, I mean, I definitely grew up just, but in a, like, just a kind of a crazy way. But yeah, I I think that's, that's kind of what the last really like four and a half years have been about for me is just sort of for the first time taking that break and going, oh, wait a minute. I want to know who I am as a person. I want to actually enjoy what waking up in the morning feels like, not waking up and rushing off to a set feels like. I want to have conversations with people other than people that are hired to have conversations with me there. You know what I mean? I just wanted that stuff in my life. This is, this is, we got here fast. (laughs) We got to this point fast in the conversation but i want to i want to address that yeah because i feel like that's sort of what happened to me in a little yeah in a way i feel like this is something we could talk about because i know that look this is this is for me and for you but you know people are listening i i'm sure you could relate to whatever you do it doesn't matter if you're an actor or you're working at a construction site or you're a teacher whatever you're doing right i feel like it's a lucky thing Oh, totally. As much as it seems like, you know, I had so much confidence when I was younger and I was indestructible and I could yeah. do anything and I auditioned for this and I had so much, I didn't care. I had so much, whatever. Yeah. And then there comes a moment where for some reason you wake up and you go, what am I doing? Yeah. It feels and, empty somehow. And you can't really talk to people about it because they're like, what do you mean? What are you doing? You're doing this. You're doing, you're living the dream. And it's, it's like, yeah, I'm so lucky. It's not about living the dream. It's about who am I living it for? Right. And who am I? And what am I doing? You know, and there comes a point where it's just like, you know, I was always on the go and you were always on the go and you were always. And so this is where I relate to you. This yeah. is really where I relate. You took four and a half, five years, whatever, call it whatever, because I remember the biggest thing that I remember is I felt so horrible when your mom passed yeah. in 2012. Yeah. And I think that was the most catastrophic thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm, for sure. And I actually tear up a little thinking about it because I just remember how much it hit you yeah. and how she was your world. Yeah. And is that what sort of kind of made you sort of reevaluate, start to go, hey, not reevaluate, but a wake up call, like, hey, let's let's think about who we are here. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So my mom and I lived across the street from each other, and we had breakfast five out of seven days a week together or dinner the same. And um, we were just in a good spot. We were going along. Everything was fine. And she was diagnosed with cancer. Um, That all went very quickly. She uh, had surgery like 12 days later and, you know, it was very emotional and all that stuff. And um, it was very strange though, because when my mom got ready to have her surgery, I remember I got like deathly ill with the flu, like really, really bad. And so it was the first time my mom had this gigantic thing going on in her life and I wasn't allowed to go and be around her because I couldn't get her sick before her surgery. And now when I think about it, I was like, wow, in some weird universal way, it was the first time my mom and I like had to be separated during a big moment. And I had to survive that moment of her like having that surgery and hoping that she was going to be okay and not knowing what it was without her near me. And she had to get through without me being there to hold her hand like I normally would have been. And somehow it was like it almost like at that point is when universally for us, like things just, we had to learn to be without each other somehow. Like it, it's just a very weird feeling. So anyway, so she was fine, um, went into remission. We were getting ready to plan this big party. I went on a very, uh, like an amazing vacation with my husband who I was just like newly dating at the time. They danced at my birthday party. That was the only time they ever met. And my mom and I sat down in her living room. We had this conversation. And she said to me, hey, that's the guy you marry. That's the guy you marry and you have kids with. And she was like, because I can see it in your face. Like, you don't want to miss him. You don't want to love him. 
but you miss him and you love him. And she was like, and you shouldn't run away from that one because this is a good guy. They had met one time and like, I mean, she, but just, she knew. just knew from, she knew. yeah. And um, 24 hours later, I was on a plane going to Monaco for like this big TV festival that happens there. And I didn't want to go. I was like, she had like one chemo left. I just didn't want to do it. Felt weird about it. But my mom was such a traveler. Like she loved to travel and she loved to go experience new places and do those things. And I was like, she can't travel right now. And so I should do this for her. Like I should go and I should do this. Got on the plane. We texted each other, all this stuff. I arrive 12 hours later, get my bags. And I get this message from a friend of ours who was like the landscaper at our house, but like also a good friend. And they just happened to be there. And they were like, your mom's in the hospital. She's not doing well. And you should probably come home. And I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like, and I just, I remember like I couldn't breathe and my umbiolic was sitting in front of me in the plane. And she just kind of looked at me with like this look on her face. And I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do right now. Like something's wrong with my mom. And I'm not sure what to do. And she was like, I'm, you know, sorry or whatever. And just kind of like looked at me. It was very comforting. And I was looking around at all these people and I'm like, everybody's going to live a normal day today, but I am fucking freaking out and tried to get a flight before I got on the plane. I I had to fly to London. I got on the phone with my husband. um, And I was like, I I was like, I know we haven't been dating that long, but I got to get on a plane and I don't know my mom's going to be there when I get back because they've given her 20%. Like it went from like zero to a hundred. And I was like, you just have to stay on the phone with me and get me on this plane because I don't know what I'm going to do. And he was like, okay. And so he did. And he like talked to me and we didn't talk about like specifics of anything. He just kept me company, you know, to like get on this plane. And I woke up in the middle of the flight and I said to my friend who was on the plane with me, I was like, my mom is dead. Like, I just feel it. Oh my she's God. not, she's not there anymore. And she was like, don't say that. She's going to be there when you get there and you're going to be okay. And it's all going to be fine. And I was like, you can say that, but I just, I just don't feel that way. So my brother was at the hospital with her. You can cut me off anytime, by the way. So my brother was supposed to be at the hospital. And when we landed, I turned on my phone like you do. And I, my brother called and I could hear the airport in the background. And I was like, you would not be here. If she was alive, are you at the airport? Just answer the question. And he was like, I don't want to answer that question. And I was like, are you at the airport? And he was like, I just need you to get off the plane. So I fully collapsed on the plane and a couple of people came and got me. They carried me through baggage. I like couldn't feel my legs underneath me. And I had left like just 48 hours later and my best friend and like the person who made me everything was like looking at me in the face and we like walked out the door and then it was like all of a sudden I got like superpowers in my feet and I just ran as fast as I could to my brother and we hugged and I don't remember much after that. Like I think he explained to me kind of what happened. He explained to me sort of, you know, like the things that went wrong and what – and I, I honestly still don't know that I fully heard him or like grasped it. But after that, I just remember thinking – I don't know enough about myself. Like, I don't know enough about life. I don't know about enough about myself. I don't know enough just, about just then, real, right? yeah, like real life 
to jump back into fake life right now because fake life means nothing to me at this moment. Like it got me through everything in my life up until that point. It was my it was my superhero, like my fake life, my acting life, my everything that I worked for. And at that moment, it just meant zero to me. And I knew that there were going to be people who wouldn't understand or feel disappointed or wonder like, oh gosh, is she having like a a, a mom dying breakdown or, you know, whatever it was that they were going to say, but it just didn't work for me. And I was under contract on the client list. So I had to go back to work only a few months later and I had to finish it. And I did but it was how, different. How do, how do you, I mean, you just, it was just different. Just, I had a massive breakdown the first scene that we did. Like I just started crying and like had to go lay in my trailer and I got sick. Then and you were like, did you fight up for everything? Like, I don't want to do yeah. it. I can't do this. I'm not right. I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I did inside, but I, but I, there was still a part of me that like owed everybody that. And so I did it and I worked on it and I finished it. And, um, by the time I finished it, we had just found out that I was pregnant. Wow. Like that really was my sign that like, Oh, Life goes on. Like pain is going to be there, but great things are going to happen. And I am meant to be something else right now. Like I'm just meant to be something else. Not forget everything, not give up, not whatever, but I just wanted to spend time on my life. And I had a lot of pain to work through. I'm still working through it. The joy of like my daughter came and that pregnancy was amazing. And then after she was born, there was a whole new level of grief because I was like, she's never going to walk through the door and meet my kid. Oh, she's never going to, she doesn't know that I'm married. Like she doesn't, but unless she she's know. watching. She, no, she yeah. told you this is the one. Yeah. And she knew you were going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Because back somehow you wanted her approval <laughs> and mother knows And I got best. it. Yeah. And I got it. Right? Yeah. She knew. Yeah. And I think she'd be proud and, but yeah, but it really, it really just made me go, I need some real life. And I, it's honestly been the, it's been the greatest time of my life. It really has been. What have you learned in this six years of real life? Like since, I mean, how I mean, you've worked, Yeah, you're working here and there, you're doing yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the thing that, you know, it's not important. Like some people say, you know, cause you know, I did this show for two years and then afterwards, you know, I did like a little movie and then I'm doing the podcast and everything. But even though no matter what you do, it's never enough. It's right. like, what do you do now? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And you start to listen like, oh, I should be doing this. And your agents are like, you've got to be doing this. <laughs> and you be able to listen. And I go, I don't have to do shit. Yeah. I just w- want to find what I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm telling you, you hear stories all the time. One, the story about your mother, which yeah. I think is beautiful. I, I just think it's important. To, to just really take is. notice of like how beautiful life is and how precious it is. And yeah. we do this all, time, all the time. Something tragic happens and we all go, oh, and we're like maybe grief stricken or something for a day. But then we, you know, we go forget right about back. that. Yeah. But we forget about how like, like that yeah. it could be gone. And I hear about it all the time. I mean, one of my friends just had brain surgery. He texted me at 1230 in the morning, one of my good friends and said, hey, buddy. I just had brain surgery. I'm doing okay, but um, I'm doing, I'm fine. But if you want to, you know, and I went to the hospital immediately, and he's gonna it's be so fine. Crazy. And it was crazy. I'm just like, and it, and I guess I'm, I remember driving home. I, I kind of cried, and I go, I mean, this is a perfectly healthy guy, successful. All this, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how successful you are. We're all going to the fucking same place. And this guy, you just. You're like, what? Yeah. Brain surgery? I'm the one who had shit fucking brain surgery. Look yeah. at me. And it just puts things in different perspective. It does. And I really did, and it, not to take anything away from an a awesome career and like lovely people who watched things that I was in and allowed me to have other jobs and oh, yeah. money made and 
adventures and like crazy, wonderful life and things that people, you know, but I, I honestly believed before somebody told me that my mom died, that that was the end all be all. And that that was truly what was most important. You couldn't move on. You couldn't go. You felt like you couldn't go on. Do you remember that feeling? Oh, yeah. It's that numbness, right? Yeah. Your body's numb. You can't even like the smallest Breathing was like took all of my energy after she passed. And I do. I remember like I I had a little sprinkling of anxiety before that. But anxiety for me now has become like a part of my life really since my mom passed. And it like triggered something in me where – I just now I worry about all health things for everyone all the time and and then I became a mom and mom stuff comes with anxiety and I remember there was a long time where I was like there's no way because we're so intertwined I was like there's no way that I'm actually going to get to live after this like I'm going to die too right because my my mom and I don't know how to be without each other and how so could I was life convinced for like 8 months I was like I, I just know that like I'm next like something you, you, you're thinking about those yeah. old couples that when one dies hey, the other dies you feel like me. it felt like you and your yeah, mom yeah and that's why and that and that's so funny that you say that that's how I felt about work too is that like my mom and I almost felt like one of those like 1950s comedy duos you know what I mean that like traveled around to the meetings and were like you do this and you do that and you tap and I'll sing and then we'll walk out with the job. Martin. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like that's how it kind of felt. So to like just not have her on the planet anymore and then jump right back into something that was so my mom and I together felt so false and fake and weird and just like not something that I could do. Um, But I've learned so much and I'm so happy and I have such an amazing, really an amazing life and met an amazing partner who like helped. I mean, how did he do that? I don't, I honestly don't know. It's just be. it's just who he is. Like, and, and the beautiful thing about it was that there was never an expectation from him of, well, we started something, so we're going to have to, you know, continue now. I, I know your mom died. There was never any of that. Like he literally was just about getting me through every day in like such a genuine way. Even if it was just unpacking a box in my new apartment, we were going to unpack that box and we were going to do it together. If it was about getting food, if it was about sitting by the beach for the first time, like he knew he would see in me, there was like this great um, moment where he like saw that it was just kind of like welling up in my day and he pulled over Malibu and he rolled down the window um, and he put on this, um, this song and uh, I think it was Max Richter. Do you know who that is? I don't. Is it? I think that's his name. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. But I think that's who it was. And he just like cranked it up, and he just sat there in silence. And I was just looking at him like, "Why are you doing this to me? This is going to make me fall apart." And he just like reached over and he grabbed my hand and he was like, "Look at the beach." And I literally just was like, "Oh my god!" Like sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And when we drove away, I remember thinking, "That's what love is." Like he just knew, oh. he just knew what I needed, and he cared enough about me to do that and to not make anything about him for a really long time after that. Like he just gave of himself for for me to heal, and it oh was yeah, it was really lovely. Gonna, you want to date him, don't make you? Me you kind of want to date him. I mean, <laughs> no, honestly, really... you almost had me in tears. I'm so like, oh. My- like, what do I ask? Sorry. What do I talk about? <laughs> what do I talk about next? What's amazing about that whole story is the only thing I could think of is most people get into a relationship and they're like, oh, they haven't seen my dark side yet. They haven't seen me fall apart and the ugly cry and they haven't seen me numb and they haven't seen me this. And he saw that off the bat. Yeah, we started with that. So it only could get better. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, right? In a sense, he's like, and hey. then I got pregnant. Then you and got then pregnant. you had hormones, and then it's all ugly. And then, you and got then pregnant I again. had postpartum, and then I got pregnant. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we we've had a lot of we've had a lot of that, and he's um he's been really lovely to to see the the pretty stuff in between all of that <laughs> in our That's time insane. together. Yeah, it's really insane. It's sad how like something happens in your life yeah. and. It seems like nothing. You can't. You can't wake up from this bad dream, and yeah. somehow you make it. I mean, you hear stories all the time of like, you know, people dying and whole families dying in plane crashes and all these things. And you're like, you know what? You're gonna get through whatever it is. It's not gonna be easy, but you're gonna get through. People get through it. Yeah, it's so it's scary because so you know everybody. You know, you know my grandmother. You know, she's ninety. She'll be ninety in June. So we're all going to fly oh, in for amazing. her, and she's like my best friend. Her and Irv, as everyone knows. So anyway, she's like, uh, I go, well, you know, how's your friend so and so? She's like, yeah. How's Audrey? Uh, how's uh, Gugu? Yeah. <laughs> like none of her friends are doing it, and yeah. those are her names, by the way, Lorraine, Gugu. And uh, I go, well, hey, look at the bright side. You're you're going to outlive everybody. And she goes, I don't want to. Oh. And I go, what? And I realized that's not what you want in a way. You don't want to see all your friends. And I mean, she survived. She saw her best friend, her mother die. She saw, you know, her father. She saw her, her cousins and her, everybody just like, and this is life. And we're just a blip on the radar. Yeah. And you hear it all the time and it's hard to just sort of understand, but like time goes on. And so you have to cherish whatever time we have. Yeah. It's so cliche, but. And you do have to balance the the drive and the ambition and the want to leave your mark in some way on the world i think especially as entertainers with knowing that the greatest mark you can leave is how you've loved your children or that special place mm-hmm. you and your husband have had yeah. you know wine or the the friend that you've been to someone that when you get that message you drive right to the hospital you know what i mean like yeah. that those things to us, I think, especially in a society where everybody's like, I just want to hustle and I want to go and I want to hustle and I want to, you know, do all that. It really, it doesn't give you much. In the, it doesn't give you much. It's called it purpose. Doesn't. Yeah. And you have to have balance. You really do. It makes me, you think about it, like those little things you do when you go help someone or yeah. give a helping hand or, or you're there. Those are when you feel most fulfilled, when you Truly. feel like you're helping someone or you're giving someone. And so that's. So like, why can't I just make a living doing that? I know. How could I do that? You know, <laughs> but I could do that every day. I could do something every day for you someone. Can. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's a good thing. Rob, do you feel like you do things for people every day? I do. <laughs> Not every day. But what do you do? I don't You should have your own show. Yeah, it would be should, one minute just, long. Just just like a little just like a little web series of his facial expressions and his like two second thoughts. Here's the top ten episodes <laughs> or top ten responses from Rob's. I do. Rob, you're the best. Yes, he is. This is fun. Are you, you, I knew you were a little stressed. You hadn't done a podcast. Uh, you've gotten personal. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that. Do you feel pretty good so far? You feel like, hey, you know, I don't do. you feel like this podcast might someone out there touch someone and help someone? Oh my gosh, I hope so. But you still deal with anxiety. Yeah. So do I. I deal with anxiety. I take a little something at night. What do you take? Um, Well, I don't want to give it. You know, I had Kristen Bell on here. You want me to read the thing? And yeah, yeah, oh yeah, don't do that. (laughs) But I had Kristen Bell on here, and she wouldn't tell me what she took on the podcast because she doesn't want other people saying, "Oh, Kristen Bell takes that. I've got to take that." Right. And I feel like if I tell somebody to take something, they die. I'd feel horrible. Yeah. And but this is a very subtle lowest dose. Rob, you laughed. Why is that funny? I don't don't think they would die from no no taking. 
anxiety well, don't say medication. It. It's not anxiety. It's, well, it's a very the lowest dose of whatever you could take. It's like a very popular one, and I take it, and I I didn't like it for the first six weeks, and and now it's kind of given me um you know taking the edge off because I, I wasn't feeling well for a little while, and, yeah. You know, and now I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting That's healthier. Good. I'm working out. I'm playing ice hockey. I'm getting in the mood, and I think working out helps a lot with anxiety. I've started boxing. Oh, I love boxing. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Really? Can, and you, can you spar? Can yeah. You hit in the face? No, not hit in the face right Wait, now. Hey, what are the, no. The, yeah? No, it's more like body shots and stuff like that. But um, but I really like it and it's it's helping me a lot with my anxiety. It's anxiety is the worst. How does it? How does it? Where does it come? It comes from out of nowhere, right? Sometimes it comes out of nowhere. So let me give me an example of the most out of nowhere. Holy shit! I'm gonna pass out. I can't deal with this. Where were you? Give me a moment. Two thirty this morning. Because I was laying in bed and I had a dream about us having this conversation and me oh. having to talk about my mom. And I was, oh and I've God. never told the story of my mom. You're the first person that, I, that I've serious? told that to publicly at all, ever. And so I was laying there in my bed and I was like, oh my God, I'm sweating, but I'm not really sweating. And I was like, my arm feels, n- I, my arm feels numb. It's the left side. I'm for sure having a heart attack. And then I was like, no, 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 it's the right side. It's both oh sides. Oh my God, it's both sides. <laughs> just like sitting in my bed, like hitting my hands oh going, my okay, God. what is wrong with you? You freak. And then I got up and I just paced the, at 2.30 this morning. You made me cry a little bit. I paced. You made me tear up. <laughs> you cry. got anxiety about like- No, I did, but well, I but, it, but it was like a big thing for me. And it, I didn't know why at the moment. Like I, I didn't, didn't know. I didn't know about having the jerk. Like I just, it was just anxiety. But you don't want to talk about that. Like you're, you don't want to bring things up that make you feel bad. But I'm so but, glad that I did. I, and I'm glad that it was with you. Because and I didn't want to just throw you. it at you. It was one of those things that I just remembered like I knew you yeah so i knew when it sort of this was going on and i just always remember thinking about you and i was like i hope she i know how close they were she always talked about him and it made me so sad it still makes me sad i feel like you know i could easily cry right now and i had no idea that you hadn't told the story before and i just i assumed that people had asked you about it you had talked to us weekly or uh in vogue or something big no you know you weren't gonna use my little show to tell your just you safe place <laughs> well you know what it is safe yeah and i'm glad you said that because yeah. i feel like i you know i want i want wanted you to feel safe you didn't want to talk about it and i told you i go look if there's anything you don't want to talk about just tell me yeah so you could have said something yeah hashtag no filter <laughs> sorry i just I, I just never have do you um, filter your pictures what does that mean like on Instagram and stuff, when what you, you take filter? pictures of yourself, do you add like a filter? I look. Have you seen my pictures? Do you think I add a filter? <laughs> I am not a. I'm, I'm, I'm blemished. I have dark spots. I uh, I got a laser thing on my forehead because sometimes I get these like dark spots. Oh, I have melasma since having my kids. I, I don't have know dark spots melasma. Yeah, it's sort of like it's like the girl version of sunspots. Isn't that a, a, a country? Nope. Malaysia mm-hmm. is it? Malaysia. Did, did a, Malaysia. Did, did a plane disappear in Malaysia? <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> Oh. Aren't we just having so much fun? Oh Did you ever do karaoke of Dimples course. in the Valley? Oh my of God. What was course. your go-to karaoke song? Oh, wow. Um, you ever sing your own songs? Like, I did a couple times sing? just to be that person. Naked? Yeah, yeah, Just to be that person. Oh God, yes. If I had my own song, like I have a little band, but I, you know, they're not hits or in fact, no one's ever heard them. But like if I had- like, I've a, heard them on Instagram. Yeah, I like I, them. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe you'll sing with me. Hey, that would be fun. Would you do it? Sure. Oh my God, that'd be great. You like yeah. 70s, Southern, 90s. Can we 90s do Islands kind of... in the Stream? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could sing that. That's a hard, that's a hard song to oh. sing, isn't it? Okay. How does it start out? 
We rely <laughs> on each other. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. Song. No, we're not doing that song. <laughs> no, we're not doing what that. What song? You know what I was thinking about coming here this morning? I was thinking about you and a song popped in my head and I was like, oh my God, that song is so him. And what Too song Too Sha Sha by Kaja Gugu. <laughs> no. Was it Absolutely uh, not. Rio by Duran Duran? No, Durand it was Durand. from Mannequin. Do you know what song I'm talking yes. about? Yes, and big we song? can live, live the street forever. <laughs> standing. I was like, that is so Rosenbaum stop to me. Us now. That's so you, that song. And if this world ran out of lovers. We'd still have each other. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop us. No, that's a great song. That was real low. You sing low. It's Albert Hammond Nothing's and Diane low. Warren. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. By the way, what's her like, name was in that? That's such a song you'd sing. Wasn't it Mannequin 2 or who was the, uh, what was Kim her name? Cattrall. Yeah. Cattrall or Cattrall? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. boy. Garach, Barham, Cattrall. Melasma, Where are Malaysia. Where Wisconsin? <laughs> the fuck? No. I'm from Texas. Don't you remember the beginning of the story? We didn't even really talk about your success. We've just well, talked we about, talk like, about that. like, no, but like, you know, people want to hear stuff like Party of Five, you oh, yeah, know, yeah. You, then you became a film star with I, I know what you did oh, last night. people summer. wanted to ask a lot of 90s questions. They wanted to know what it was like. I saw that last night on Instagram. Oh, did you, I, I, I wrote picture. some they down. They asked about like 90s stuff. Yeah, do, I mean, it was fun. What's your favorite decade? Oh, my Lord. 80s probably, right? Yeah. 80s were just so yeah. free and fun and the yeah. music was all over the place. What do you think about music now? I hate to be a hater. I There's some don't. good stuff. There's some good stuff. I like Sean Mendez. Do you like Sean Mendez? Rob? I don't know who that is. Oh. Okay, guys. What does he sing? I don't know the names of his songs right off the top of my head, but I like him. He's a good he's like a good kind of singer songrater kid. He's oh, you really know who I like now? Uh oh. Kenny Loggins. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to their concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross. I mean Yacht you Rock. Love. If you want to come, Michael. why don't you and your husband come with me? I've okay. got tickets. Uh, we're gonna go see it's 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 Kenny Loggins, <gasps> Michael McDonald, and Christopher Cross. Corner? Who? Oh, I'm sure. That and he's gonna sing. Cry. What's that one song he sings? Kenny Loggins, um, Dax, and I always sing the song Name Dropper. I just name dropped. Oh, hold on, you um, just dropped Dax on the floor. Let me pick that up for you. Okay, this is it. Oh, make no mistake. Where you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love the '80s and '90s. In fact, you were saying that you wanted to. Uh, you you don't talk about your age. Is your age online? Yeah, I'm going to be 40 in February. Okay, I just wanted you to say that. I want to say that because I don't want you to give me the look like never tell a woman's age. Oh my God, who cares? But yeah. you said, hey, you know, because I throw parties, yeah. I would maybe throw your 40th or something or help your husband do oh it. My or God, I, think that you know, would I want you to pay for it. No, of course. I'm not going to pay for your party. Okay. But I will help you find the place, maybe get, maybe get an 80s band. Yeah. You know. But, you know, it's it's fun to have a little party and everybody dress up like for prom or whatever. Yeah. It takes you back. It feels good. I never went to prom. I never went to prom either. You didn't? That's something I want to do in my life. I want to, maybe I should have a 40s That's what prom. I did. I had a, Michael's be never fun? been to prom party. Did you invite me to that? I don't think you I did. I was never, I think I did. I don't think you did. I think I you did. You invited me to something, but it wasn't a prom. Uh, did you, how did you take fame? Like, were you, uh, how did you handle it? Like, when you got, I mean, you became a big TV star with Party of Five. By the way, Scott Wolf, amazing to work with. What a great guy, right? He's the best. And he's like Dick Clark. He never ages. Like, have you seen that guy? It's insane. Yeah, he looks, he looks like exactly a child the still. same. It's By the way, did you ever, like, ridiculous. I know this is a, a weird question, but yeah. did you ever, I mean, obviously you've hooked up with your co stars. You have a, you sort right? Yeah. You have. That's, that's yeah. how you met your husband. Yeah. You're getting anxiety right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you? <laughs> no. I, I saw you touching your chest. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, that, not a weird part of my chest. Just like you, you met your husband on the client okay. list. Uh huh. Yeah. And you're you dated another guy before that, huh? Who from uh, another show? Okay. Now listen. A lot of times, especially nowadays, you probably shouldn't like date your co-stars, right? This was a different time period. Yeah. Because now it could be like, oh, that's a no-no. Right. Yeah. 
What are you attracted to in a man? Oh, gosh. Um, humor. Humor is number one, isn't it? it number one. Because you don't always date attractive guys in your past. <laughs> well, I you, knew you were going to say that. Well, John Mayer was a good looking guy. Yeah. He was a great looking guy. Yeah. By the way, I read somewhere. Actually, I didn't read somewhere. I'm lying. Oh. But my assistant said to ask you this. Yeah. She said, is My body is a wonderland. Yeah, for the record, was it written about you? No. And is your body a wonderland? I mean, I what, don't know. It what, wasn't written for you. It, I don't believe that it was written for me. But if other people want to say that it is, I'm fine with that because that's a real compliment. I love that song. Is it hard? You still love that song. Can you still love listen it. to his music even though you guys oh dated? My, I think he's unbelievably talented and one of the coolest people I ever met. I met him too. I met him at a party yeah. and he was the most wonderful, sweetest. Great guy. I think people like, you know, in the industry, it's one of those things. Oh, he's been with a lot of girls. Okay, big fucking deal. He's a good guy. Goes yeah. out with a lot of girls. Big deal. People called me like a serial dater when I was doing nothing but just meeting people like you do you in your 20s yeah, fuck off. i just had everything happen on a red carpet it's so tabloids. it was like a they thing. want people yeah, want to talk silly. gossip when their lives are born they want to say oh yeah, he's yeah. a slut he's a player she's a whore she's yeah. the serial not that they ever called you a whore oh my god did they call me a whore? no i said they didn't ever call you a whore. whore you're not a whore, whore. <laughs> <laughs> you were never that way i just thought you were always no it was not no one ever Clarify thought of you that. like that i'm not clear i'm just saying that oh people always thought you were someone who was in relationships you wanted to be you wanted to get in a relationship you didn't want to date dating I didn't. sucks I, yeah. you were never like who that. who wants to do that except you no i hate dating <laughs> i've tried to be in love for the last 10 years but i i went from you can't try to someone be in was, love you who just was will too be in sad love. to someone who was too crazy to someone who i just wasn't quite in love with to someone who wasn't in love with me to someone who uh was mean you got to keep finding. I'm not lucky like you. You finally found someone. Rob over here found Natalie. Oh, my God. It took Natalie. me forever. It took me forever. You, you were 32 when you met him. Yeah. That's not forever. I'm 45. Oh, okay. That's forever. <laughs> forever, ever, ever? God, you're 45? Okay, fuck you. Why did you get so old? I don't know, man. That's crazy. I am getting old, though. Wait, you asked me how I handled fame, and then you never went back to it. And then oh, we you want to talk about, about the about 90s, it. Let's go. But you went to the 80s. Well, I have ADD. I'm no, I don't actually know how I handled fame. I just did it. But I didn't did have you, a choice. But apparently you... you did you you never felt sort of like you like a real person really you didn't really right yeah. you, were you kind of just being Jennifer Love Hewitt like here yeah, I am I was, I was I was genuine and I definitely like experienced it but I didn't have time to like really like be in it you know what I mean I just was working so I mean the first I think when I had my daughter at that point in my I, so I just started my 29th year in the business this is the longest period of time I've ever had off and before I had my daughter I had been off 6 months total that entire time. Like, okay. That's crazy. This makes perfect sense. Right? Then. So I had so no time. Here's what we're saying. I think maybe I just, yeah. I just, I, th I figured something out. This is therapeutic. I'm this, just really tired. No, you did something. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone out there, if they're always working yeah. and they're always doing something and they're always keeping busy, no matter what you do. Yeah. When you take any time not doing those things, you start to deal with something called life. You. You start to deal with yourself. Yep. You're now being introduced to who you really are. Yeah. And then you start to think too much. And you start to – and so in a way, it's like you either – like I see a lot of these actors. Why are they always working? Oh, my yeah. God. I'd hate to work that much. Movie after movie after show after show. I don't want to – I honest to God don't want to be that one. I've never – Never wanted to be that. My agent doesn't. I just don't want to be that person. But at the same time, if you t if you don't work a lot, but now I understand why they people always work. They always keep busy, so they don't have to deal deal with, with their thoughts, yeah, themselves, yeah. So maybe we're all fucked up. 
Maybe Total- that. Oh, ma- that's one hundred percent. Maybe we're just all fucked up, and it's hard to be with ourselves because maybe we don't really love ourselves as much as we should. Of course. So maybe we should be alone with ourselves more to learn how to be alone. I highly recommend it. I don't. I like. I like who I am. I don't love who I am yet, but I'm getting there. That that's I'm how I feel. It. Yeah, I'm I feel like on I it. love. I, this is I, a good girl over here. I, I like this chick. I love you, but I don't love her. But see, that's 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 shocking to me. That and honestly, that's shocking to me that you feel that way. No, it's not. I'm a, I'm a clown. I'm a fucking guy who goes to parties, and I don't go to parties, but I don't <laughs> I don't go to clubs anymore. <laughs> you I'm throw in, parties. Well, I haven't been to clubs, anymore, but I I go to things, and people are like, oh my god, how do you have so much energy? Oh my god, are you drunk? No, I'm uncomfortable with myself, so I need to feel like I need to make everybody <gasps> me laugh. Me too. I'm making entertaining everybody. I'm making everyone laugh. Even when I go to my grandparents and the family, it's like, oh, Michael's gonna have games for everybody. He's gonna uh, he's gonna have, we're gonna go swim. We're going to go, not that you need, but we're going to go play cards. And I can't think of <laughs> games swimming? that I would organize. Why sw- swimming I don't know. Is not, we're gonna go swimming through, is not a game. <laughs> whatever. We're going to go do things. Well, let's go walk the mall. So let me ask you this. What do you think would happen to you if you just invested in one person being your audience that way to like let you be funny and do whatever and you just- Isn't a girlfriend? Yeah. And you just sat and like- Love. Or still- Love. And had some kids and just like- Love, I'd leave everything. You would? I'd leave everything to meet somebody that I'm just absolutely head over here Ladies, with. where the fuck are I'm not, you? I'm not even kidding. I swear to God, I would leave it all. I don't care about anything. I want to feel something like that. Because I felt love, but I, I, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. So if I could really just be myself in front of someone, and, they, and I have had these moments, but then shit happens. They're making me cry. Don't cry. You are crying. But I, I swear to God, I mean, uh, as you God is my it. witness, I really want to be in love. I really want, I, 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 nothing's more important to me than just loving someone. Oh, you should go loved. on The Bachelor. Oh my God, you're crying. You should go on The Bachelor. Oh, give me your hand. Can I nominate you for The Bachelor? <laughs> I'm not good looking enough. I really am oh not. Oh my God. No, not. No, that's fact, not true. my ex-girlfriend and won The Bachelor. She was the girl that won it, and I didn't even know she wanted Wait, who? Vanessa. The <gasps> Vanessa girl. Vanessa Grimaldi? Yeah. She was a really good girl, but she didn't want to move I to L.A. Her. And she she taught like kids. Yes, and stuff. I love her. Never, she's beautiful. She is, good she, for you. Well, she, well, hang on. She never wanted to leave oh. Montreal. God, your hands were really wet. You're really crying. They're not really wet. Maybe I'm no, clammy. no, your tears. No, your <laughs> oh. tears. You wiped your Let's tears. Tell I people have clammy hands. No, I felt a tear. Well, yeah, because no, anyway, my look, face I don't want. She's a wonderful girl. We're friends. She's amazing. But she, uh, she never wanted to, you know, um, move out to L.A. So it didn't work. But then the next thing I know, my friend goes, "I think uh, Vanessa's in the Bachelor." I'm like, that's impossible. She never wants to move from Montreal. Oh, and whatever. So yeah. she ended up being the Montreal. And, and I remember, I should have went to Vegas and put odds on this because I told everybody day one she'll win the Bachelor. That's what I thought. She's an amazing girl. She's beautiful. She's fun. She'll win it. She was my. Pick. But I was a little shocked but you know we weren't right for each other so we were just friends anyway yeah. so it was you know but look here's the thing the reality so move is to montreal go get her no 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 she doesn't want to be with me now now I she's know. famous and has millions of followers she, oh. she can get so many <laughs> other good looking guys and i'm not even okay i, I want this for you i am going to pray for you that you have an amazing person come into your life and that you get what you want because you deserve it well thank you and i'm good i have good angels that listen to me you do yep i do do you have any good girlfriends no that listen to you <laughs> no no I, look, I, I'm ready. I just don't. I, I do. I feel like you know. You, you know, we're we're. I'm getting old. You you did it. You did it. Because I remember when you were I like did do Jennifer it. Love Hewitt. She wants to be in love. She's a wonderful girl. She's successful. She's happy, and it's amazing how now you have all the things you love. Yeah. But but you still don't love yourself. No. But how could you not love yourself for putting two beautiful kids into the world and being I love a good that wife? Part of myself. Do you think you're a good wife? I think I am learning to be a good wife. 
I think that's just something that you, I, yeah, I think I, I don't feel like I'm a great wife all the time. What don't you love about yourself? I just don't know enough about myself yet. Like it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like most people I feel, or maybe they don't, like maybe I just think most people do, but I feel like most people spend 29 or 30 years like getting to know who they are. And I spent 29 or 30 years pretending to be other people and know a little bit about who I am, but, but was really told mostly who I was by people who wrote articles about me or people would pick out things that they liked or you know what I mean? You, Whatever it was. And so I go, like, Oh, oh that must, right that must be something about me then. Oh I didn't even know that. You know what I mean? Isn't so I had, yeah, it is. So I, I like grew up with this like whole other thing. And I feel like it's just now that I'm sort of starting to, I love that I made two amazing kids. I love that I found the guy that I did who is extraordinary and cares enough about me to stick around. Um, and I love that I took a break and I, and I, I love those things, but I just, I just have a lot to, to figure out still about myself. I love that. I uh, chose the basement to do these recordings so we could hear the giant boiler. Is that Uh, what's happening? Do you hear that? It's like Freddy Krueger. Fred Krueger's down here. Does that happen at night and scare you? Oh, don't. That's so scary. I hate scary movies. Don't do that. I know what you did last summer. I will leave. That's scary. (laughs) Do you not like horror movies? No. See? Don't. That's not good. I love horror movies. Did you like doing those? Yes. I know what you did last summer. I made $125 million. Is that ridiculous? It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I know. Did you ever think you'd be – yeah, you did. You knew you'd be a movie star. You, you thought you were going to – you thought you were going to be a movie star, a TV star, uh, music, like a – I didn't think that I would be a star, but I did know that I would work because I gave it my all. That I did know. Do you love work? Do you miss it? Do you miss working all the time? I don't. You really don't. I don't. And I'm getting ready to go back to work. Um, and I'm excited about that. But yeah, what's the I, show? But I don't miss it. I'm going to do 911. Yeah. I'm And I'm really excited about it. But I'm also terrified because I don't know how to be a mom and work. And I never thought that I act? would say that. No, I, I don't. And do I'm honestly nervous? terrified. I'm like, can, I, can I remember my lines again? Yeah, I was it's just, a muscle because I fear about. I fear that too. Like, you know, can we do, you can do this. I can. You, the first day, let's say you're going to stumble a little bit. You're going to be yeah. so. And then a couple days in. But here's what I feel really good about, which I never thought I would, is that I feel like I have something like deep and real to give now that actually has a lot of weight behind it because it comes from like a real place that I didn't have before. And I'm excited to, I'm excited to give that. I'm excited to see where that goes and, and, and what I can kind of tap into. Next chapter shit. This is next chapter. This is dark shit. You you lost your mother. You had kids, you got married, you're going through all this anxiety and all these things. And that will ultimately, if you can look at it that way, which is the way to look at it, it will make you a stronger person and it will make you a better actress. Yeah, I hope so. And I'm going to go to work and be a a real person first and a fake person second, which is great. And I feel really happy about that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm psyched. And you don't use anything but like natural CBD for your anxiety. You yeah. don't take any pills. I don't. No sleeping pills, no uh-uh. nothing, no medications. No, I sleep amazing. Do you drink? I do drink. Yeah. How much do you drink? Not tons, but I do, I do like it. A bottle a night? <laughs> Half a bottle. There have been times. But no, 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 <laughs> no, not a lot, but I do like it. I love wine. I'm making a wine. That's something What's else it I'm called? Into. I don't know yet. You should help me name it. Okay. Hewitt, Hewitt's good. I'm going to call it Inside of You. <laughs> it's terrible. It's the worst <laughs> title ever. I, re- I regret. I regret my title. <laughs> what right. if I called it Rosenbaum wine? 
uh, baum, maybe baum. I can get some percentage off that. It's the bomb. Baum, baum, baum. It's it's baum. baum. Here's the deal. My name's actually Michael Rosenbaum, baum. and my my dad one day goes, I go. Yeah, Rosenbaum. Uh, the address is it's Rosenbaum, uh, fifteen thirty three Lamb, and and he goes, "What's your name?" And I go, "Rosenbaum." And he goes, "Are you a fucking idiot?" <laughs> it's Baum. I go, "Yeah, but I can't go." What's your name, Michael Rosenbaum? It's I can't. Rosenbaum's just flows off the tongue. Could you I imagine? Like Baum. All right, say Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it with a straight face. <clears throat> Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Rob, try it. That is ridiculous. Rob, try it. <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> it sounds awful. It does. It's terrible. It's terrible. It is. It is. You're right. I'm sorry too, Dad. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> God, I could talk to you for hours. You make me feel better about myself. Oh my and gosh, you too. You, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I just don't, I feel like I've missed out having a relationship with you. I know, right? I mean, like a friend, a platonic relationship. I think I want to be so we should better do that. friends. Me too. Um, talk to me about putting rhinestones on your vagina. Oh, vajazzling. Vajazzling. I never heard of that. And then, but you, you say you started that. I did. And what you, when, well, I didn't, I didn't start. I've never seen that procedure. It's really, pretty it's not on your vagina. It's uh, on the upper part. And it's rhinestones. Yes. Like Swarovski crystals. So you kind of see them when you're having sex. Yes. So, yep. So I, um, or across the room or whatever, I, um, I, uh, was engaged. It was a terrible breakup, really sad. Um, this lovely woman showed up at my house that was sent by a friend to do a spray tan, um, and to like get me out of my funk. And she was like, we're going to, we're going to glitter up the hoo-hoo. Like, we're just going to make it a thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're going to glitter up the hoo-hoo. Yeah. And she was like, we're just going to do it and it's going to be fantastic. And so she did this thing and I was like, oh my God, it's like bedazzling for your vagina. So it's like bedazzling. And we started this word and then I wrote about it in my book and it became this thing. And now people feel free all the time to talk to me about their hoo-hoo situations. So people wear these like uh, rhinestones on their uh, upper area. Uh What is that upper area called? The labia majora or minora? Is it a Jewish Ma- thing during majora. Hanukkah? Is it, it's it, called the barham. Whatever. It's called the barham. The barham. <laughs> here's what I was most impressed about your career. Oh. the on, Not the only thing, but okay. I loved I Know What You Did Last Summer. I did a movie called Urban Legend. Yes. And we were kind of a ripoff. Of, yeah. Not a ripoff. I loved Urban Legend. Isn't that one of was, the very, very first times we met? Like back, back in the back day in at the a day. pool party. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You remember. Yeah. Wasn't there like a Pamela Anderson or like a float of big boobs or something like that in the pool. I <laughs> just remember that. Yeah, I don't was, remember that. Yeah, it was random. Oh my God. I just remember you and like big boob floats. Okay, go ahead. You remember me and big boob floats? <laughs> yeah. You were the backup singer for Martika's yeah, number Toy one song. That's one of my, Rob, do you know that song? Nope. Bit by bit. I also sang background vocals for Earth, Wind and Fire. What song? I don't remember. And, um, oh and uh, Sheena Easton. What Sheena Easton song? I How don't do remember. you not know? Look it up. Rob. I was like Fuck. ten or eleven years old. I don't even know that I get a credit on it, but but I did that like but randomly. We all fall down mm-hmm. like toy soldiers. God, that song was so good. You sang with Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, you've really had. I've said this before to some people. I'm like, like, haven't you done enough anyway? Well, that was the thing about the break. Is I kind of felt like it's not like there's a fuck. Yeah, I mean, I you feel like it. I've missed out on any. I mean, I've really. Done everything that I wanted to do. But the exciting thing about going back now is that having had the break, given myself a little bit of time to be a person, I now suddenly feel like, oh, you know what? There is some more to do. And so that's an exciting feeling to go back to work like that. Did your agents drop you or like – No. 
They're just like, when you're ready. Yeah, no, they were very patient and they just sort of, you know, waited. I've, I've since gone to a new agency just to kind of like redo the energy and, and kind of reinvent things, so to speak. But, um, but yeah, no, they were, they were okay. I don't, I don't think people in my team really understood any of what I was doing. No, they don't. But they were kind about it. I, I think that's sort of like, you know, I said, hey, I need a little bit of time for myself. And then three days later, hey, we got this Netflix yeah, thing yeah. coming at you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm like, D- did you not hear what I said? I want some time. Yeah. You know, and then you start to hear everybody starting to tell you what you should be doing. And living, oh, yeah. and then you start to believe it for a second. You're like, hey, man, I love doing this podcast. I love writing. I love I love acting. But it's just got to be the right thing. You know, I, I'm very picky these days and I'd rather not work than just work on something that I'm not happy about. Yeah. I don't want to go to work every day going, hey, I'm on a show that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I got to give a shit about it. Yeah. I got to give a shit you about it. just create things. it. That's what I'm doing. Great. Sound like Seinfeld. <laughs> Rob, did you find <laughs> you that out? Like about who she sang with? No, it's not anywhere. It's not anywhere. You never got any money from it. I don't think so. I, it was just like a studio thing that I did because I was recording my record at a place. And they were like, hey, you can hit a high note, sing this on this person. So I was like, okay. Yeah. By the way, you dated Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Was that a good time in your life? It was. Did you you know fun? what? He really did me a solid in like such a beautiful way in that I was um, very overwhelmed. I was very tired. I had come out of a bad relationship. It's right around the time that I got bejazzled. And, um, (laughs) and he taught me, I hadn't laughed in a long time. I was just like in a dark place and he taught me to laugh again. Like he really, I, I toured with him like on his comedy tour. I'd never done something like that. And I sold, I sold, no, I sold his merchandise after every show and had the best time. It was like the first time I'd had sort of a normal job and people people were like, who are you and what are you doing? Yeah. And we sold tons of stuff. Well, they knew you, you were. Yeah. But they were like, why are you here? And it was just the best. And I just sat in like comedy clubs and watched people overcome their own. Comedians are incredible because they are these deep people who oftentimes have their own sort of crazy stuff going on and they overcome it for the need to get rid of it for 10 minutes and 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 feel the laughter and the joy from the crowd but the, but it's really such a selfless thing that they're doing like to be able to step outside yourself and go you know what I'm going to put all that away and I'm just going to make you laugh tonight like I'm going to take away your bad day and your drama and your and I met some am- amazing comedians and it was just it was beautiful it was a really beautiful Good. time in my life and I always Good. thank him for that yeah he was cool cool guy you guys don't talk anymore. No, we haven't talked in a really long that time. That was it. And yeah. I think you, sometimes you meet people along the way and they yeah. help you grow, whether they they're bad for you or yeah. they're good for you. It's amazing. We were not how... meant to be in a relationship, but we yeah. had a great friendship and he really, he just brought me back to laughing again and it was beautiful. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it comes to a time in the podcast where I just ask you, I pretend I'm your therapist for a second you can, and you pretend you're mine. Oh, wow. Okay. I, all, I, all I'm saying yeah. is that you know, from listening to you and knowing you, yeah. I see what a beautiful person you are. Thank you. I think everybody around you sees that. Thank you. I think there's so much love for you that it's crazy to me to not, and look, I get it, to not see the love you have for yourself as much. And I think you're getting there, like you said, yeah. and it's a work in progress. But I think one day something will happen where you'll be like, oh, my God, why didn't I love me for all these years? Because I'm really fucking awesome. I hope so, so I think that you should like <laughs> – like, look, again, we're all here with for one life. So we got to just love. Yeah. I mean, it's your fucking middle name for God's sakes. Use it. It's true. Just love yourself. Thank you. You know, you got that's, – that's what I'd say. You've you got to learn to love yourself more. I mean, I know I, I – look, I'm – 
pot calling the kettle black here. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob loves himself. Rob, do you love yourself? Look at him. He really loves himself. Don't snicker. Do you love yourself? <laughs> Just no. answer it. No. You don't. No. Why not? You're going to make me cry again. I know. Why don't you love yourself? Why not? I don't. I mean, the same reasons you guys are saying, too. I mean, everyone feels that way. You really think that's true? Yeah. I think that's true. I think everybody on some level just doesn't love themselves. Why can't everybody just say that? That would make me feel so much better if everybody told me that. Wouldn't that be great? No, it wouldn't. I don't want people not to love themselves. But but they just don't. All right. How would you be your, your therapist? How would I be your therapist? Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't. I, I think you're. I think you're pretty extraordinary in that you don't really need a lot of therapy. I think you. You kind of are pretty open and seem to, to know who you are. But I am going to say this: mm-hmm. that I hope for you that with as much love and time as you give people sitting here in your podcast and to your writing and to developing things and all of that, I hope that you will find somebody maybe not perfect. Maybe not with everything that you've ever wanted, not with all the right parts, but somebody that you're willing to stick with. And I hope that you will get love and I hope that you will receive love and give love. And I hope that you have kids because I think your kids would be really cool. I can carry And I would love to have all – I would just love to see all of that for you. That would make me so happy. Yes. Well, I'm going to call you one day. I'm going to call you one day and I'm going to say – You better. Say love. You I better. found love, and you're gonna go. Guess what? I did too myself. <laughs> oh my God. We're Can gonna you both imagine? Be in love. And then we should just like have a party for ourselves and how great we are. I'm gonna name my kid Love Rosenbaum. Oh, Baum, Baum, what do you think? Chica, love, Baum, Baum. <laughs> love Rosenbaum, Love Rosenbaum. Yeah. That's this, really good. This has been a real treat for me. This me has been too. like I, I, God, I, this, I feel good. I did too. I didn't. I I didn't know. I was like, you know, I just didn't know what this was going to be. I knew you were nervous. I was like, I what? what you know, what is she going to? Maybe she's going to say, "Don't talk about this." We I need to be better friends. You know, Can I, we shake I, on that. Even though I'm clammy, you're not actually. Your hands clammy. are dry and perfect. They're very warm. I swear warm, to God, they, but they're you, kind of warm. No, you had a tear on them before. I know, but they're a little warm. So I want you to know I'm here for you. By the way, just so people can know where to find you, what's your what's your Instagram? I think it's just at Jennifer Love Hewitt. And you're going to be on 911. 911 on Fox. On Fox, when does that start? I think it starts like September 17th ish. It's on Monday nights. All right. Yeah. I'm oh. going to be a 911 operator. 911, really? What's your emergency? That's what you have to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I take the calls. I would have a, um, I would have the words in front of me <laughs> if I was doing that. I would just read them off. You probably can. Oh, I'm planning on it. <laughs> Seriously. If, you, if like, you're sitting there yeah. on a phone or a headset, yeah. don't learn your lines. Have well, an earwig. I'm going to tell Ryan Murphy. <laughs> have you ever had an earwig? No, I have you not. Know, Didn't Marlon Brando use well, an earwig? No, but also, what's his name? I think uses one from Iron Man. Who? Supposedly, he's flawless with it. Robert Chris Downey Hampton? Jr. No, Robert Downey Jr. Oh. He wears an earwig. But he like, does? Yeah. Let me explain Why? to you what happens in an earwig. So, um, Rob is going to say words to me like he's whispering from an, another room my lines, mm-hmm. um, and you're going to have a conversation with me. So, Rob, you're going to answer her. Um, she's going to ask me something. You're going to uh, then give me my lines. Make them up. Here we go. Okay, so is it Barham or Barham? Bar. Rob, you got you to be faster than that. The earwig would not that fucking was a work. Terrible. Rob, get in the mic. Here we go again. Here we go again. And cut, take. Where should I go to lunch today? Because I'm really hungry. Don't go to Morton's. Don't go to Morton's. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. Try it again. More more words, Rob. Act like you're talking. <laughs> Go ahead, J-Love. Come on. He's crying again. 
Come on, let's do it. I can't. I don't I don't care enough about it to do it again. I want you to do it. Just ask me something. I just want to give you an example. Okay, when was the last time you went to the container store? Bro, fuck. Forget it. Forget it. But the point is, you can make it sound natural. You can make can it you? like, yeah. Can you? Watch. He's a bad actor. Rob, talk to me. You be my voice. Ready? Here we go. Go ahead, Rob. Uh, so what happened uh, this weekend? This weekend I went to a party. This weekend I went to a party. <laughs> What happened with uh, your your lady friend? I broke up. I broke up with her. Terrible. This is a good conversation. You both are terrible. Jennifer loved you. It's really hard. It's hard. It's not hard when the person's not laughing. Thank you. Really, where should I eat? This has been a. Where should you eat? Yeah, I'm hungry. Uh, I have food in the house. Want to make some food? Yeah, thanks. All right, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you, Jennifer Love Hewitt. This has been a real treat. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Okay. God damn it. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.